everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. As a lot of you know, these conversations began as joined live streams that turned into podcasts to help reach more people and spread more hope. Thank you so much for your patience with the quality of sound as we figure out the best way to bring you these important chats, just in hopes of spreading more love and positivity. I hope you enjoy. You ready, Bree? I'm absolutely ready. Okay, so guys, this is Brie Pear. She is the founder and owner of a company called Only Human. I'm going to let her describe it a little bit, but I'm so stoked that she's on here. Um, We've been chit-chatting back and forth for a little bit just about her struggles and kind of how she went from rock bottom to this huge successful business owner. I don't know if you guys follow the account, but you definitely should um, because she's getting a lot of traction going and I love it. So I ran into Only Human, God, it's been a while back now, um, and was immediately just drawn to it. So I love the idea of including everybody and everybody uh, being equally, you know, like everybody's equal. Everybody should be treated equal. I love the idea of we're only human. You know, you can only expect so much from us. Um, So I actually joined the Only Human Advocates and it's become this community of people that are just amazing. I've had people that I, like three years ago, I logged on and those people are still checking in on me. Um, Yeah, and so on my page, since I've been doing music several years, I'm a huge mental health advocate. And so two, three times a month, I'll do these live streams with people and I love hearing everybody's stories. And the reasoning for this is just to let people know we're only human and we're not alone. So to have you on here only made sense, right? Oh, thank you. I'm stoked to be here. I love being able to support advocates and getting to see all the cool things you guys are up to and what you're out in the world doing. Like that's truly what this community was built for, to be able to share those wonderful moments of being human and all these stories that we have to share. So thank you for doing what you do and welcoming people on and, and you know starting that community on your own. Oh man, it's been, it's been super cool. Like I said, the people that I have met through the Only Human Advocates have been amazing. Yeah. What's crazy too, is I think now there's actually been four different marriages that have come out of the advocate community. Like they met in the advocate community. That is so cool. I guess it's kind of like a dating app too now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've not met anybody like that, but you guys usually have stuff out in Arizona. I'm going to need you to come to Arkansas. So we can do a meetup or just like zoom me in sometime to one of your things because I'm super jealous when you all get to hang out. Pre-COVID world, we were definitely traveling a ton and we were, you know, set to do like 84 events last year. And it was so crazy to go from being so about human connection and traveling and going to these places where, you know, we've actually found that being in like small towns or areas where there's still a lot of segregation and and, you know racial issues and issues within the lgbtq plus world like that when we go into those spaces we actually find the most connection in those because typically there's these individuals that come out that have never been in a space where they feel fully safe to you know tell that part of themselves to be accepted for that part of themselves Um, so now moving virtually and getting to do this has really been you know, the only thing that we've had and we've made a lot of pivots and changes in this last year. So it's been super cool to see like the growth on that side, but I'm so ready to get back out in the world. Oh, I bet. You're like, you seem like you're a super big people person. Yes. I'm yes. not strong on that, but. 
like on my own and like just need to have free time but I'm very extroverted I'm very much so a people person and I love meeting new people and seeing new places and exploring it and it's been the most interesting thing as like an artist and a creative like not being able to have that and you know I always went out in the world to be inspired by the world because I wanted to create from it and um so it's been interesting to navigate that yeah COVID's been a hard hit for anybody but I feel like especially creators so like as a musician it hit so hard I was like what am I supposed to do oh my gosh and it took me a really long time to learn how to slow down and like it really kind of like you said it kind of it started all of this like really being able to dig deep and build a community and I did before but I feel like it's just gotten deeper and deeper since COVID so it's kind of been a blessing in disguise Totally. We agree. We actually, when we pivoted and so last year we ended up doing over 130 virtual events from concerts to mental health discussions to racial equity talks. And um, it was so cool to see that pivot need to happen. And then us to all look at each other and be like, why weren't we doing this before? Yeah. Like it was so now it's cool going back out because we'll still have that. We're still, you know, we host all these events all month long virtually. And now as the world is starting to open back up and events are starting to be a thing again, um, we'll be going back out and, and doing our thing in person. So it's cool to have now this like dual world being able to reach so many people. I love it. I love it. All right. You ready for the questions? I'm ready. All right, let's go. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So for the people that don't know, who is Brie Payer? I am a 31-year-old creative. Um, I never went to college, but I learned from the School of Life and what I call YouTube University. Uh, I'm from Springfield, Illinois, so I'm a Midwest girl at heart, but I now live in Phoenix, Arizona. And like most people on here, I have had struggles in my life, um, and I've moved through those. And I think one of the big differences in um, why I created this is because I just decided to share that journey out loud. And to make sure that I was doing it, you know, with heart and with, you know, true authenticity behind it. So that also means that if you Google my name enough, probably going to find me crying on the internet, probably going to find embarrassing old videos of me because I've always just kind of been this person that wanted to connect through the ups and downs of life. And I can remember back to like, gosh, I think it was 2012, the first time I ever doodled only human in a notebook and even what it meant to me then it wasn't a company it wasn't a you know it wasn't for anything but it was just a doodle and at that time it still meant the same I've always been someone who's made a lot of mistakes but every time I've made a mistake it's really helped me learn and grow and evolve and that's honestly how only human came to be um like I literally have the best job in the entire world and I am so grateful for it, but it was also built out of some of the hardest times in my life. And, you know, it started at rock bottom and deciding that I didn't want to live there. I didn't want that to be all my life became was, you know, I got out of a, a bad relationship. I lost uh, the home that we lived in together. Shortly after that, I lost my job and it's just, that moment where you feel like life just like pulls the rug out from under you and all of a sudden you're you know sitting there contemplating like what is my life then what am I passionate about what legacy do I want to leave behind and out of that came only human it came this thing that I wanted to build because it was truly just about the growth that I was going through and sharing that journey and being open about it 
And there's something about sharing those sides of you that when you do that, someone else can, one, they just see the human in you instantly. It's not some polished Instagram photo. It's, you know, you and your real life and what you're experiencing. And when you do that, you also encourage others to do that same thing. And I realized that really quickly in where it was rooted in my journey, but then it just became like this human storytelling platform and quickly evolved into this movement of humans connecting and finding best friends and moving across the country for one another and getting married and um, truly using their platforms then to share those same things. So it's, it's a blessing, honestly. I love that so much. So you kind of mentioned, it's the only human kind of formed. You lost your job, lost the house that you were living in. What was like a previous job before all of this creativity that you were allowed? If you tell me you were locked in an office. Uh, kind of, man. I call myself a Jane of most trades. I'm literally <laughs> so many jobs because one, I don't, be, I don't like to be put in a box. So when I have to do the same mundane things every day or be told by a boss, I can't like innovate in ways. Um, I just feel like a caged bird and I have to have to get out. So um, I worked for Apple. It's probably one of, well, let's back up. I worked for Best Buy um, and I worked in like the computer department. I am a true nerd at heart. Like <laughs> there is any technology, like I speak its language. And uh, so it taught me a lot about technology and the platforms that we use and the hardware that we use. And then I worked for Apple and Apple taught me about working with people and about that it wasn't just retail. It wasn't just a computer. It wasn't just a phone. Like this is connecting you to loved ones. It's you know, doing your homework that evolves into a career that becomes your life. And so I really started to see technology in these, these different kinds of ways. And I started to see the connection that you can make through it. And I think in loving technology, the way I have it evolved into this, like, how can we use technology and the human experience to showcase a different side of things? A lot of people would be like, oh, Facebook or, oh, or, and I really try to see it as something that's not always a negative. It, it can be a really positive thing, but you really have to work on being conscious about who you're following and what you're consuming and who you're connected to and that you're not using it in ways that makes you feel bad. Um, so in doing that, then it evolved into this almost like marketing role. And so I use technology then to create spaces, digital spaces for these things to live and to exist. Um, so I worked in marketing right before Only Human, and it was um, in the legal world. So it was absolutely nothing I was passionate about. I couldn't stand it. It was actually class action lawsuit specific. Mm -hmm. One of those. So you can imagine, like, it wasn't inspirational copy. It wasn't awesome creative. It wasn't truly inspiring people. Um, so I just felt drained by it, honestly. And in the legal world, it's very misogynistic. It's very like, I was, I had, there were sexual comments made about me all the time and it just really me. And that's why while doing that, I was like 3 a.m. like building only human every night. You're like, yeah, yeah. And then it grew out of it, so. Yeah. I love it. I laugh because I know exactly what you mean. I actually just recently uh, quit a job that and it didn't matter if I worked an hour a day or 10 a day, I come home just exhausted. Like, I just want to lay on the couch, catch my breath. My creativity was not working. You know, when you're, you're tired and exhausted, there's nothing left. And creativity okay. takes so much mental capacity 
And I feel like it's such a blessing to have the ability to do that. And then we're just like I said, caging a bird. And I got to the point where I was like, man, what am I doing? Like, I'm not making a difference. Misogynistic is the best word to put it. There wasn't a day I went to work that I didn't get a nasty comment of some kind. And I just cried, kind of tried to make it funny. Um, but yeah, the best decision I ever made was moving on from that and taking more time for music and for this. I mean, in not very long, it's blown up just in the little bit of time I've been doing music. And it's been the coolest thing. Like I said, just community and watching people take things and like pass it along. It's almost like paying it forward. It's such a cool, cool experience. So cool. Yeah. It's actually at Only Human, we call this our impact model. Because when we began, how do we keep recreating this feeling and this emotion that we bring out in people? And um, so we created this and it at the start is always one individual. It's one human who identifies like you did, like I'm not happy, I'm not living my purpose, I'm not living my values, I need to make a change. And when you're finally ready to do that, like they always say, you know, you can't change anyone, you can't force them to want it. They have to have that click themselves. And when you have that and then you seek this growth, typically you need to find people that support that. Not a lot of times will the people around you immediately understand what you're going through and what you're, you're moving in. And so when you connect with the right people, with this community who supports all those sides of you, suddenly you feel really like confident and, and amped up about this thing. And then when all of you can come together and truly create an impact in your local community, whether that be volunteering or protesting or just getting out and doing something that's physical, and then you're also connecting with the people right there next to you and these new people who support this thing. And then out of that, there's always this inspiration moment where you want to share what you've been through. You want to share that experience you had. You want to share this connection, this friend, this, you know, honor this person for this journey that they just talked to you about. And in that, that share, in those moments, that's what I found can be that like switch for someone else is that one person who needed to hear that one thing. And it finally sent them over to the edge to be like, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do it. Done with it. And the cycle then just repeats. Yeah, I love it. You pointed that out. I was actually going to say something about that. So when I decided, I was like coming down and your mind's grinding and you're like, I don't know what to do. And it stresses you out. And you know what you're meant to do, but society tells you to do. And it's like the most stressful decision to make mm -hmm. for yourself. Totally. Like society puts in people's minds, like unless you're working a desk job, nine to five, it's not a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard to tell people as a creative, well, this is going to be my career now. Right. Yeah. People don't get it. And so no. I understand the struggle of like, yeah, I'm going to leave this to take a chance on this. People don't get it. And a lot of times you'll get shut down, but you got to surround yourself by like, it takes a village. Totally. And um, it's crazy because so Chrissy St. Massey, she's my business yeah. partner. Um, and she joined me within six months of starting Only Human. And she did similar things. She was in the job that she hated and she joined. But I remember sitting at her kitchen table when I, the first time I told her, I'm going to drain my savings and I'm going to invest it in apparel that I've never designed before, that I've never sourced or sold or done anything with. But there were these skills in me that I had been hiding my whole life. And it was the creative side. It was the art that I loved to do. But I was just too scared because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want someone to be like, that's ugly. Like, no, what are you doing? And I, you know, being bullied when I was younger, it was so hard to break through that, like, 
you have to have it perfect. People have to instantly love everything. Well, there's always going to be someone that disagrees. There's always going to be someone who instills their fear. Um, but I remember sitting there saying this to her and her being terrified for me. Like, are you sure? What are you going to do? Are you going to be able to eat? Like, are you going to be able to survive? And um, I think the first investment I made in Only Human was like 700 bucks. Yeah. And I remember being terrified. <laughs> and sold out of that round of stuff within like 72 hours. And from there, I just like, there was no stopping it. it. It wasn't just clothing. It was literally this lifestyle, these conversations being started and these connections being made. And like you were saying about pay it forward, like when you wear your only human shirts, do you get people who ask you about them? Absolutely. All the time, right? Like I've had people stop me in the grocery store to be like, can I take a picture of your shirt? Yeah. And I, yeah. I get so proud because I'm like, yes, and let me tell you. Tell you. Yeah. And that's that pay it forward model is like it was a shirt, but it's not just a shirt. It's yeah. a conversation. And then that conversation goes and that person joins and then they tell someone. And it's just, it's so cool to watch that impact happen. Yeah. I love it so much. Actually, to go with that, I played a gig. I have two stories. I played a gig in downtown Little Rock, which is huge, huge city. It's the capital of Arkansas. Um, this was a couple of years ago before COVID and it was the biggest crowd they've ever had at this event. I think it's like 20,000 people, something like that. And I wore this shirt, actually the do good on the back and people stopped me all day. And they're like, I love that shirt. Blah, blah, blah. And they wanted pictures of it. They talked about it. So I promoted you. I'll send you a bill later for it, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool. And also to go off that, I remember I had this teeny tiny guitar that I played all my shows with. It didn't even plug in. I had to mic it and I was super scared to do it. And then when I decided, um, this is what I want to do. I went to the store, the music store, and I stared at this guitar for days. I went back and went back and I was like, I just can't, I don't want to spend that much. And like I said, I think it was like 400 bucks. It wasn't even that much, but like to somebody that you think, okay, bills, eating, that's stupid. It's not really a job. I stressed about it forever. And then something in me and some friends were like, just do it. And since I bought that guitar, I have played it almost every day since then. It's been amazing. It's so cool. So like just taking the leap of faith, it's been really cool. Well, society is always like, no, you have to have the plane. You have to have the escape plan. Like you can't just take the leap. And like they force this almost opinion of like, you have to be ready for it. And I can honestly say, I would go back and tell my younger self, like, don't wait until you're ready. Like, you know, you have it in you, like make that decision because the more you challenge yourself, the more you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, like by human nature, you are going to figure your way out. So like I made the leap and built the plane on the way down. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. All right. So what do you feel like, you know, you, you kind of mentioned, um, in the very beginning, you'd been bullied and things like that. So tell me, like, what was the rock bottom? And I know you've, you vaguely mentioned it in the very beginning, but people that have logged on since then, what was the rock bottom that just, you were there and you're like, okay, there's only yeah. way up. Fresh out of a toxic relationship, 30 pounds heavier than I'd ever been, lost my job and then just kind of lost my mind. I was honestly drinking every single night. I was around people who only really wanted that lifestyle and weren't. They didn't have goals and I mean if you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most like I was the average of a lot of alcohol yeah. and that was 
And it felt like I was waking up every day, like feeling like crap, like not living a life of fulfillment. And um, I had a moment in a bar where I sat down a beer and walked out and was like, this is just not my life anymore. And I lost 25 pounds in 12 weeks, got in the best shape of my life. And when you suddenly change your life in like 180, people take notice. And all of a sudden around me were like, how'd you do that? Like, yeah. what did, what, what's your secret? And so when I started sharing that and I started truly digging into the self work that it takes to recognize that you can forgive yourself for all the things that you ever went through and did wrong and, and could have done better. And when I did that, I started to discover what mattered the most to me. And out of my rock bottom came my core values. Honestly, I am a huge, huge advocate. I talk about values all the time. Anyone who's an advocate or has come on a trip with us or does our workshops, like I'm gonna make you define your values. <laughs> Every who works for only start taking notes now. Yeah, like, and we have a free resource on our website that you can go just to kind of like be guided through it. Okay. When I decided what mattered most to me, suddenly I knew how to make decisions better in my life. I could decide whether that was the right path, whether, you know, uh, this was a good relationship to keep in my life, whether this thing was serving me anymore. So you started to weed out those things that you were consuming that honestly were just eating away at you. Um, so out of this rock bottom came the best growth I've ever had. So like, honestly, I'm so grateful for every person who's ever bullied me, for the toxic relationships I've been in, for my part in those relationships even, and for all the growth that it took to get to this point. You know, like without all of that, I couldn't be here. Yeah, I love it. So what year, like your rock bottom, what year would you say that was? Um, 2015 was like really the hit it and then had to had to make some changes. Yeah, and then what year did Only Human start? Um, so our official paperwork is 2016, um, but honestly, my journey, let's see, November of 2015, I really like started making those changes. And by September of 2016, I knew there was no going back and that I was going to share something, whether I fell on my face while I did it or not. And I remember even getting like the LLC and doing all that paperwork before we monetized anything before it was really a thing. And it was um, like buying the guitar. It yeah. was just, you know, I had to do it yeah. and I did it. And I think then ever since then, when you have that then, and you, you manifested it yourself, like you made the decision for you. And then suddenly it was like every stepping stone started appearing and I just kept trusting them. Yeah. And I just kept, here we are. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's what, mine kind of started the same way and it's why I started the music trend and I started actually um, a project called You're Not Alone which is super similar to what y'all had. I was pumped to see that so I started mine gosh how long ago is that? I've had mine for a little while. It's You're Not Alone. I have t-shirts and again like and it just started from my rock bottom as well and um, I went through losing a dad, losing a best friend, losing a super serious relationship that I mean, we thought we were going to get married and it all ended within the same month. And it was the worst time I've ever had. It was, it was dark. It felt super alone. Um, it was so isolating because I didn't want to burden people, but then I'm always happy. So I had to fake a smile and it's just the toughest time of my life. But like you said, honestly, since then I gave up music completely. And it was one day I picked up that teeny tiny guitar I had and I wrote a song about um, finding your way back home 
And I decided, you know what, I'm going to pick it up from here. I'm going to release the CD. That was in 2018. And since then, I've been booked pretty much back to back since then. And so I started, yes, I started You're Not Alone just from the feedback I've gotten from all these conversations and just people. I want people to know you don't have to be in that situation that I was. Like I put myself there and that your people go through all of these things. And it started from rock bottom and it's been the coolest journey. And although I wouldn't want to relive it, I'm happy that it happened, right? Yeah. So lots of good things can come from the rock bottom. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's been really cool. It's so seeing you, I feel like we're really I feel like we're soul sisters. Totally. We are. That's <laughs> That's the thing is like, once you start talking to people, there's not many people you can't at least feel on some level. Um, it's like those social experiments where they put two vastly different people in like a room together. And, you know, it's the game. We're not really strangers. Like yeah. we really aren't if you just spend the time to ask some questions and not a lot of people are. So I'm one of those people who doesn't play well in the shallow end. So I meet <laughs> these people and I suddenly am like, what do you care most about in life? <laughs> and aspirations yeah. and what are you scared of and they're like oh yeah uh, who's this user yeah, yeah. I, i'm literally the same way you can ask my friends that are logged on here i'll be like ask they're like what yeah. ask me a question let's go back and forth like what how are you feeling today where are your head and your heart what were you like when you were a kid what are you scared of like all those that like i just want to know and i actually from that dark time uh so much came out of it I have a little uh, notebook. And so anytime somebody tells me they're having a hard time or something like that, I try to jot it down and check back in with them a couple of weeks later, just because I don't want anybody to feel like I did. Right. And I got huge on breaking the ice because it's awkward to be like, Hey, you got a close person pass away. You'll come to me when you're ready. And that's yeah. not the case. Like that's just not the case. People don't do that. And so I made an act right then that, you know what, I'm going to care about people. I'm going to check in on my people and I'm going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. I'm going to be blunt, but that's what people need sometimes. Um, two things to that. Cause I absolutely love that you do that. We totally are very similar in this way. Um, and I'm a technology person. So I started a thing um, where I use reoccurring reminders on my phone. So like, Hey Siri in a week, remind me to follow up with Vanessa about their, you know, appointment or whatever it might be that I wanted to make sure to talk about because sometimes in our fast-paced lives we forget those and I think it's so important and whatever way it is you know jotting it down to remember whatnot um, so that's a great one and then I started these things and it's weird because I'll just <laughs> I'll just get into it I call them glitter bombs okay. um, I like it already it typically involves me recording a video because I think there's something about communication when it can be seen and heard. Yeah. Um, so I'll video just telling someone why I love them or what I'm proud of them for or acknowledging something that they're doing that I really love and just randomly send these to people. And sometimes like I haven't talked to this person in a couple months or it's like my best friend who doesn't expect it because we don't talk about that on a daily basis or it's my parents or someone. But every time I've like done that, the effect that that can have on someone, the impact that those can make is so beautiful. And what's even more beautiful is that you feel so good doing those. Like it almost becomes this thing like, is this selfish? Because <laughs> it's doing good. Yeah, so it feels good to you to be kind and loving and acknowledge someone. And then to get those, 
uh, is beautiful. And I only know now because I, when I started doing them, now all of a sudden I get them. I love Random it. people like will start to pick this up. I'm like, oh, this is so dope. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, I've, I try to do that with everybody. I need to do it more frequently. I'm pretty good at doing it once and then sharing it. I actually wrote my mom like a four page letter because I was like, you know what? My mom's the bomb. We don't tell her enough. And I need to tell her all the things I think about her because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so I just wrote this long letter and she cried every time she read it. But it made me feel so good because it's off your heart. And every time she reads it, she feels good. And when she reads it, she messages me about like how much it meant. And so I think it's super important to tell the people that you're close to what you think. You know, just I'm proud of you today for doing that. And I'm very lucky to have friends that do that. And it's, it means a lot. All right. How do you feel like only human, the idea, the company, how do you feel like it's changed you throughout this whole thing? It has forced growth at every turn. Yeah. Um, when we made the commitment of partnering with a different nonprofit and a new cause topic every month, it not only put really swift goals, like, do you know how short a month is? Because I swear they get shorter. Yeah. Um, but it put these swift goals of not only being able to produce a campaign, but we've just gotten better and better at building something that is more and more impactful. So not only just partnering, it's not just a check that we cut at the end of the month that's a donation. It's not just the apparel design. It's what resources can we share? What stories can we tell? Who can we bring in on Instagram chats to educate our audience and, and humanize it a bit more? But also when you are dealing with cause topics that are like, physical disabilities and homelessness and suicide and LGBTQ plus rights and racial equity, you are also having to do some serious self-reflection, serious. Yeah. Um, I've never stopped on this growth train. Like it is every month, there's something new to learn. And there's something that I've done that could have been better. There's ways that I've reflected on how I show up now, um, how my privilege impacts my life now. And so the growth, like it has been so much growth that looking back at who I was in 2015 feels like a completely different person. Probably was. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I do these live streams two, three times a month and it's so humbling. Mm -hmm. So humbling. And it's really cool because I learned so much through it as well. Like I've got, I did one on cancer, like the girl was in her twenties when she had cancer and I'm just like, what? And then I've got one on infertility and it's just, uh, everybody has their stories and it's mm -hmm. so cool to be on the other end. And like you said, you're sharing it, you're learning it. It's so humbling. It's just such a cool, cool thing. Well, I just have to pause then and acknowledge you too, because I've held space for a lot of those stories as well. And it's, it's a lot. So thank you. Um, it uh -huh. takes an wonderful and welcoming human being to hold space for someone in their most challenging times to be able to share the mic and, and pay that forward in that way. So it's, it's beautiful what you're doing. Um, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. All right. So I had a lot of people, so I posted something that said, what do you want to ask Brie when she's on? And I got this. It was almost like one of the only questions, um, but it kept saying, what is your inspiration that keeps pushing you every day? And I got that question so many times. So what do you feel like inspires you and pushes you every day? Because this, this company is such a challenge. You're doing so many things. You've got your foot 
and so many different doors, what keeps you up and going every day? Um, I keep a folder on my computer of the endless stream of messages I've gotten from people that tell me that what we've done has impacted them from, from like messages of like, I had the plan to take my life. And then for some reason I found you guys and it changed or you know, I found my best friend through this, or I have a conservative family who never accepted me, but then I found this community that accepted me and that I feel like I could be myself with and encouraged me to move through that. And I just try to remember in every moment that I'm not doing this for this huge like impact that we've made. I'm truly speaking to that one individual that has sent me that message, that has told me those things, that has come to me and said like this community has changed my life. Um, because it's it's really easy for me to become numb to the impact that we've had, to how many lives we do reach and touch and I always try to remind even Instagram, like I truly am grateful for every single individual that comes through here. I'm writing some of the captions when I'm doing storytelling. I think about Mary from our give trip who needed to hear that one thing that one time. And I bet you other people need to hear that thing too. So whenever I write that, I really try to bring up one of those people in my mind or I'm creating that you know new shirt I'm trying to think of Niall with our earth month <laughs> what would she embody and do and what impact would she want to make and so my inspiration is truly like the individual human I love it so something super cool so I'm like I said huge advocate for mental health it took a lot to open up about that and opening up about it's been the best thing so through my dark times the the toughest phone call I ever made, oh my gosh, I had it on my phone for probably a year or two, was going to counseling. Best decision I've ever made. And actually one thing that she told me was to keep a feel-good binder. And so ever since then, anytime anybody compliments me or my music or my projects, whatever, I snap a picture or I write it down and I put it in a folder. And people don't even yep. know how amazing, just one comment, because... Mm -hmm it's hard to forget. Like I play music and I'm like, nobody listened. It doesn't matter. I suck. Like you just have these thoughts because we're human. Right. And so you're not work and sometimes really easy to just get kind of down on yourself. Right. You get that one negative comment because you got trolls everywhere. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So with that, Brie, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is amazing. Hence why I wanted you on here to share it. Yeah, no, Townsend, I think you are doing amazing things too. It's so cool to see other humans doing this work and continuing to build community and, and share stories. Yeah, yeah, it's been so cool. So, okay, so advice for people. I want to do break this up into two things. One, give me advice for the people that are in the same shoes as far as like their rock bottom, like mm -hmm. something to work through that. And then give me advice for the creatives that haven't made that leap yet so mm -hmm. mental health give me rock bottom advice and then creatives that haven't made the leap yet what would your advice be um for both actually i think it is a similar message and it centers around the word consumption and it's not just the the food you intake which does matter and it does play a part in our overall health but it's what are you consuming in objects around you? Are you, are you trying to bring emotion or fix yourself by buying more things? 
what are you consuming on social media? Like, is that content adding to your life or is it a big comparison game? Because comparison is the thief of joy. And if we keep comparing, like we will stop ourselves from creating. Um, and then what are you consuming in your friend group around you? You know, who are you surrounding yourself with and are they lifting you up or are they making you feel worse about yourself? And I think for the creative, it matters because we need people around us that support us and remind us that we're amazing musicians or tell us that thing that we did really was wonderful. Um, yeah, so consumption all around. I think when you can go and stop just consuming, um, you can start creating more on the other side as well. I love it. That's awesome. So one thing that I've noticed is when you are your unique self, when you stop putting on that front, I feel like that's when things start to happen. Right. Absolutely. So happy and post this fake life and it just doesn't go anywhere. And I feel like I don't feel like I've ever been fake. But since I opened up 2018 and I decided, you know what, actually, it's probably 2019 when I decided I'm going to start sharing my story, reaching out. And it's like since then, I have gotten the best relationships, the strongest relationships. And it's because I allowed them in. And it's like before. You're, yeah, you kind of have walls up. And you don't even know it. Well, and if you're presenting a fake front, if you're being someone that you know you aren't on the inside, who you're attracting is going to be attracted to something that's not real. So eventually that crumbles. And when we wake up one day and we wonder why our life doesn't feel good, why it doesn't feel like ours, well, it's because we told the world we were something we weren't. So the people attracted to it were attracted to something false. And when you open up and you're you and you're the real you, the people that you attract start to align with who you are, start to lift you up, like truly are amplifying the, the parts of you that are the most authentic. And, and to be more you feels the most comfortable. Like I never have to worry about being in a certain space or being this, you know, certain person because I'm, I'm that person always. I love it. I love it. All right. So two things. One, I'm going to call you about technical support. <laughs> I'm always needing it. And two, um, I'm going to call you for therapy from now on. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're going to meet like once a month because I need, I need this booster. We'll just like, we'll boost each other up. <laughs> Actually, put a plug in. It's a totally free virtual event, but every Sunday, Only Human hosts a soulful Sunday and we change topics so you can come and join. And it is truly like group therapy. Yeah. It's a connections that can be made and that's something that's been a consistent event and it's been growing like crazy so it's it's really cool to see new faces pop in and join the conversation absolutely yeah like i said i've said it a thousand times already but the people in that group that i've met are so supportive like you have diehard friends from there that are checking in on you and like so many of them have reached out for a cd and like when i sold uh my you're not alone shirts they went all over the u.s and a lot of them ended up being only human advocates. And just yep. people, it's the same thing. They'd reach out with these stories. Oh my gosh, I might have to send it to you. So I actually spliced together a video. I posted something and said, listen, I want to share stories. If you have a story where you are struggling and you want to verbalize it, send me a selfie video, just kind of explaining what got you through. And at the mm -hmm. end, you're not alone. And so I spliced it all together and a lot of them ended up being only human advocates. And it was from so many different states across the U.S. And I put it into a little video and that's what started my You're Not Alone project. And it got put on the news. It got all this attraction and it was the coolest thing to see. And so these brave, brave people were like, yeah, I want to tell my story. I want to tell what got through, what helped me get through. 
Yeah. It was yeah, it's cool. So we have um, over 5,000 advocates now, and we're actually not only in states all over the U.S., they're in 40-plus countries now. So to get, like, a global conversation like that is incredible. And then um, as another little sneak, by June, we will be launching our first app, and it's basically we're moving off of Facebook, off of this private group that we've had into entire app that our advocate community can exist, can connect in, can start groups in to really dive into certain topics. Um, but I'm really excited for that. Holy cow, that is super cool. I love that so much. All right, I have another thing. I did not want to ask this or tell you this, but this is another one. So the first question was, ask her what her inspiration was. You're never going to guess what the second one was. It blew my inbox, inbox up. I'm going to let you guess. And it's not a question, it's a show us. Oh, I have no idea. Swear, this is super stupid. They're like, she's so in shape, we wanna see her abs. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie right now, that blew up my inbox, that should make you feel really good. Oh and it also goodness. makes me feel really bad because nobody said, let me see your abs. So <laughs> cool, whatever, whatever, fun, that's fun. You think yeah. they're cooler than me, whatever. So a lot of people like you to post more selfies of your abs. Okay, noted, noted. Yeah. <laughs> I was or, like, oh, what's this question gonna be? I was like, yeah. it's gonna be well, they, a Q&A and it was just like so many. I'm like, guys, this is not the way to slide into my DMs, okay? <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, yeah, so they all wanted you to show it. I'm not gonna make you do that because I think that's super strange, but you're welcome to. Um, I'm <laughs> And I feel really bad about myself forever now. Uh, I'm going to go do brushes after this conversation, actually. Oh, honestly, it's genetics and abs are built in the kitchen for the most part. And I have also been an athlete my entire life. Like, I didn't just one day wake up and have abs. Like, I've worked my whole life to get Everyone can do it, but everyone is going to look different as well. I am a genetic 12-year-old boy, apparently, that just has a decent set of abs and they come out when I work out more. So that's yep. great. I lived all these laughing emojis are the people that asked me. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> guys, thanks. I, listen, I told them I'd ask whatever they sent me. So speaking of 12 year old boys, so COVID um, at my other job, we had to wear like 50,000 layers. So I cut all my hair off. Since then, everybody's like, you're the best guy I've ever met. And I'm like, well, at least it's a compliment. So apparently yeah. I look like a 12 year old boy too. So <laughs> I think so. I love it. I think you're right. Thank you. Um, I wish I had the abs to go with the short hair, but that's cool. Some of us, some of us are born with better things. So all line going though. So, Ooh, thanks. I like that. That is genetic for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. I got one more left for you. Okay. Okay. What is your long-term goal for Only Human? Like, where do you see it going from here? It has got, let me say, when I first started following you, you didn't have very many followers at all. And now I haven't looked at Only Human lately, but I feel like you have like 100,000 followers, something close to somewhere around there. So, between the yeah, so it's been like, phew. so I'm sure you can imagine getting to where you are now. So now that you know anything is possible, what is your long-term goal? 
the ultimate, ultimate goal is to make Only Human a complete platform for good. Um, and that's not just the monthly cause topics. Um, these partnerships that we have with nonprofits are so powerful and it's built this network for us of these incredible people who have come together in such cool ways. Um, plus we've done corporate partnerships. So a lot of companies who've worked with us who have those social good models, who have these incredible employees willing to go out and do more good. And then we have our advocate community. So ultimately like 10 year goal would to be um, completely transform Only Human into an app where there's different levels of accounts where you have nonprofits, you have corporate, you have advocates, um, you have the shop, but that all of it can exist together so that when nonprofits have a need, like I need volunteers, I need help with this, um, they can be connected to the people that are there that want that and are ready to do those things. Um, so ultimately I want to bring all that together in one space. I love it. Man, that's so cool. That's exciting news. It's Yeah, very <laughs> cool. Man, Bree, it has been amazing. Thank you for joining me. Like I yeah, was no, so excited. I was so excited. I was nervous about this one because I'm like, okay, I feel like I know her. I feel like we're friends, but she doesn't know me. She doesn't know we're friends. Um, I have followed your journey. You have been around for a while and I do creep through the advocates quite often. So I love what you're doing. Keep it up. Like I honestly am so proud to know that you're a part of our community. Even. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to say one more time for people that aren't following, um, give, only human to follow you will not regret it it's the coolest thing so the biggest motto what would you tell people only human stands for like if they were like what is only human when i go searching for that what am i like when you wear the shirt what are you representing a community of good humans doing good things for good causes yes oh i love it that was the best answer ever that was like scripted yeah right. <laughs> well I I've said it a lot. It's definitely what I lead with. Um, and we're starting to give advocates more of like our little stickers. So my favorite thing is I have packs of our good human vibe stickers. And anytime I see someone do something kind or that honestly, I just feel like good vibes coming from them or they'll talk about this shirt. I hand them a sticker, I'm like check us out. It's a cool sticker. So make sure to put it on something awesome. Always has our website and Instagram on it, and it's so cool to hear about the stories of those stickers. Like, I gave this one person a sticker at some event, and they ended up now in the advocate community doing all these amazing things. And yeah, it's I love it. I love it. I think the thing that attracted me the most was for everybody that doesn't know what it is, everybody's included, right? So, they've got, I mean, it's like you talked about race it doesn't matter your race your sexual orientation what you call yourself what you refer to yourself as nothing your disability your inability it's not even referred to as a disability it's more like um a gift that you were given right i mean it's just the coolest thing everybody's accepted it's this huge umbrella of just wanting to build a community and do good for humans because we yeah. all believe right yeah and to accept all the times that you've gotten it wrong like a lot of people um have had like hesitation in joining the advocates because they feel like they need to be this perfect individual and i always try to remind them that our name is only human for a reason is like it's not only perfection it's human and we all make mistakes i have made mistakes when talking about every cause topic every <laughs> racial issue and gender you know issue and 
all we do is provide you the ability to learn and grow. And as long as you can come in with an open heart and an open mind, like we are there and ready to accept you. And it's not to say you have to be perfect. It's just to say that you have to be willing to grow. I love it. I love it. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Agreed. Selfie so that all these weirdos that want it, as I can say, at least asked. <laughs> oh man, it's been a pleasure for real. Thank you so much. Um, you and Chrissy Sandra reached out about it. Thanks so much. It's been so much fun. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it, all pleasure is all mine. I'm so happy to get to know you more, Talented. Thank you. Very good. Well, have a good evening. Thank you so much to everybody that tuned in. Be sure to give Only Human a follow. You will not regret it. Super cool calls. Be sure to go buy you something. Wear a shirt. You're going to get a ton of compliments on it, I should be. All right, Bree, have a good one. Stay in touch. I'm going to call you about all my technical stuff. Do it. All right, see if you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at townsendtmusic for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. It showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.